You know that uh, tweet I had of you, like hashtag damsels in distress. I, I will oh. usually before, so I'll grab my iPad or another device and be like, uh, was there like an official thing, especially a movie that came out, mm-hmm. you know, six years ago. I'm like, I'm sure there's nothing trending anyway, but look, I didn't find anything. So I'm like, well, I'll just go with the title of the movie, whatever. Uh-huh. If you scroll down, it is like, like other tweets doing that is like bondage porn. Like on Twitter. <laughs> I'm glad I'm amongst good company. <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengowrie, any Glen. I'm drunk. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. There's some occasional ones from like women that are just making a joke about you know something funny that you know has happened, some issue they're having in their life, like you know I'm mm-hmm. a damsel in distress. Yeah. But there was nothing about the movie. We were the only ones about that. So, <clears throat> but, you know, pick up some new well, listeners. Maybe we'll after they're done, they're like, hey, these guys are pretty funny. I'll keep yeah, listening. <laughs> I'm looking for bondage porn. What the hell is this crazy person doing posting about a movie? You're weird. Whatever. There's only so much porn I can consume in a day. I need something for my commute to work. Why is there not a dildo in his mouth? <laughs> Take Frank, my friend. He's not some cool, handsome, studly, macho type. No, not at all. I can't stand guys like that. He's more of a sad sack, really, wouldn't you say? Definitely. What is a sad sack? A loser. You like losers? Very much so. Do you know what's the major problem in contemporary social life? What? The tendency, very widespread, to always seek someone cooler than yourself. It's always a stretch, often a big stretch. Why not find someone who's frankly inferior? Someone like Frank. Yes, it's more rewarding and, in fact, quite reassuring. You mean someone you can really help, not just thinking of yourself? Yes, that's it, precisely, but without the goody-goody implications. Our aspirations are pretty basic. Take a guy who hasn't realized his full potential or doesn't even have much, and then help him realize it or find more. There's enough material here for a lifetime of social work. We're here today at the request of one Jared Dotson to celebrate the anniversary, April 6, 2012, of the limited release of Damsels in Distress. Mm-hmm. Interesting Shouldn't pick. Have been more limited. <laughs> Could have been more limited. I wish it would have been more limited. I wish it wouldn't have ever existed. These, uh, the two films we're going to be talking about are fairly different, I think. Uh, American <laughs> safe assumption, yes. <laughs> American Pie Four, American Reunion. If you're not counting, I guess all of the uh, straight to DVD parts of the American Pie cinematic universe, and uh, then Whit Stillman's Damsels in Distress, which I believe. Was his first film in 13 years? Yeah, The Last Days of Disco. Mm-hmm. So he was somewhat of a like 90s darling, um, I guess, in like cinephile circles for making movies about the extremely wealthy and their lifestyle. Um, so we're going to counterbalance that with uh, another 90s relic, American Pie. 
Also about the same people, Jared. <laughs> the elite of a, of a Michigan <laughs> suburb. <laughs> well, I mean, I I would much rather be uh, partying with the people in American Reunion than I would uh, the damsels in distress. Take that for what you will. I I don't know if I agree with you. Um, not with American Reunion. I would say I'll go with the American Pie one or two. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, because I think well, American Union—they're just kind of sad. It's not actually. Yes, yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> it's not really fun. Like they're kind of old, mm-hmm. and they're getting the the bags under their eyes, and you just look at them looking at like women half their age. It's like ah, you kind of creepy. How wrong was this place a lot more fun when we were younger? No, no, I think it's the same. We're just old now. But were we just as obnoxious as these kids back in the day? No. Us, our generation, we were more mature. Hey guys, check it out! Vagina shark! Take that back. It's kind of creepy, but you also kind of get it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I also, I mean, it's a good looking butt, so. I mean, just even beyond that, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, uh, that, that's Jared's realm, and I'll let him have it there. <laughs> I will not confirm nor deny, uh, although this being a movie, she was clearly of age. Um, but, you know, American Pie, the characters, it's like, yes, they are like creepy and old, in particular Chris Klein here, because I think he's the one that's aged the worst slash best depending <laughs> depending on guess on if you're laughing at him and his uh exploits uh i was going through some of our old uh, exchanges online and i think josh posted this uh but it was something we had on this this sort of private uh blog where we just basically just exchanged funny videos what you were doing in group text and i stumbled across one i think that was just tagged we had like a label that was just like chris klein and i'm like what mm-hmm. in the world were we doing in the <laughs> mid-2000s and it was uh someone had leaked a youtube audition of him uh going out for mama mia the first film singing so yeah chris klein the street fighter movie that me and jared adore uh where Man. he's just totally ridiculous um <laughs> That's. I think that's part of my issues with with American Reunion. Is there some stuff that I'm laughing at that I don't think is actually part of the text of the film, which is <clears throat> someone like Chris Klein and how he's aged. Especially if you watch the original one, which Jared, I know you and I watched that recently, mm-hmm. and he was set up as he's going to be the next like you know teenage idol. Girls will have his poster on the walls, and then you get to American Reunion, it's like, oh, he's a joke. Look at him. What a, <laughs> what a stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are laughing about being mean spirited, but those thoughts are actually part of the plot of the film. They're just not directed at him so much as they're directed at the Stifler character, who I guess we're supposed to heap all this abuse on for being an idiot, and now he's a loser who's picked on by the people that he used to pick on. So we talked a little about about uh, Tina Fey's admission being mean spirited. So Josh, did you feel any? Any shame at laughing at our heroes from American Pie here, or do you think it's all in good fun? Uh, do you mean just like within the movie, or are you talking about it? Well, I think being a reflection upon <laughs> some of their uh, off-screen lives. I, I assume <laughs> we're going to admit that that is uh, both mean and hilarious to laugh at Chris Klein and his, you know, him not succeeding at being the next James Dean or whatever. <clears throat> but no, just when you're watching the film. Do you feel like it's deserved to kind of point out that they're 
you know, their life has not gone well. And certain characters like Stifler, it's just, it's just made for us to laugh at. Whereas other ones were meant to feel some degree of sympathy, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel guilty about it. Uh, I, obviously that's, I guess the plot of the, of the film is that all of them in so, so many ways, their lives haven't ended up exactly where they thought it would or where they had hoped. And I, I guess that's something that everybody can relate to a little bit as far as, even if you're content and happy where you end up, it probably isn't where you exactly thought it would be. And uh, I, I, think, I think that's the point they were trying to drive home with, with the film uh, and trying to have laughs on, along the way. That said, I'm not too sympathetic with any of them because they're all so exaggerated. Uh, there's nothing – with the exception of uh, – oh, this might be getting a little too personal. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, I say it's personal. I I, th- I think it's pretty universal. Uh, you know, romantic romantic relationships are never like what they one hundred percent were once children come into the picture. So I think that's kind of realistic. Uh, not not to the degree of the wackiness they take it. Obviously, you're talking about but, uh, uh, the Jason Biggs, our our lead character. Uh, him yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Heather uh, is that her name? The the band chick. I think so. How I, I Met Your Mother, that, uh, yeah. Buffy, uh, Allison Hannigan. Um, yeah. Which I think that's in keeping with the, like, uh, their, like, Bond movie kind of opening sequence, which is typically, like, something embarrassing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember, and I didn't even finish American Wedding, but I saw part of it. And I think that one opens with those two, uh, with her attempting to give him... Uh, oral pleasure, as uh, Pulp Fiction would say, underneath the table at a restaurant. And, of course, they're he's caught and they're embarrassed. And here, uh, it's both of them, uh, attempting to self pleasure themselves in adjoining rooms. I didn't right. have an issue with that. Cause I just felt like that's just practical. <laughs> <laughs> well, one might would argue, is it if they're both there for one another's discretion and they're just choosing the, to... <laughs> split up but regardless I, I guess what i'm getting at is uh I, I guess those problems could be a little more relatable and common uh, amongst relationships versus the the other problems uh yeah they're, they're just a little bit more exaggerated and outlandish and uh you know other than like chris klein's character who uh even though everything appears to be going good in terms of he's got a good career, he's got a model for a wife and everything, you know, it's still not really what he wanted. You know, he wanted to be more of a settled down family man, obviously. So there, there, there's things there to take from it, but, but no, I, I take no guilt in laughing at these characters or, or, you know, the pains that they, they go through. Uh, that said, I, I didn't really laugh a whole lot. Uh, Stifler to, for me is always the reason to watch these movies. And that, that continues to be the case here. Uh, Sean does an awesome job, like just his facial expressions, you know, just when it, like the way he smiles and just will nod his head, you know, and uh, that stuff cracks me up. So I, and, and that's probably the most juvenile stuff of the, of the, of the movie, but yeah, I think overall it kind of delivered on what it wanted to deliver on, but it's still, it's kind of more of the same. Got one decent laugh out of me. Um, and I don't even know if it's meant to be a joke or not, or it's meant to be like cool. But when one of the, uh, young, I guess, punks now in the town, uh, the high school students show up to Stifler's house for his party, uh, and then here 
you know his his cool nickname and they're sort of like <laughs> laughing at it and he has like this really like earnest genuine response that he's taking like ultimate offense to this and, says, I'm, and it's like he's almost whispering like i'm gonna fucking kill you like and that was <laughs> <laughs> like i said i don't know if that was even meant to be a gag but just the fact that he he took that as like the ultimate sin like to make fun of like He's like the stiff meister, baby. He's the cool guy. Just like, how dare you take that from me? Everything else has been taken. Don't take this. That I did. Uh, Jared, I, I think uh, you're a fan, at least of the, I'm fondly looking back on the 1999 one. I remember us going to, to watch it uh, in high school. And, you know, we, since it's, that was the target demographic, uh, you know, we watched it a few times on DVD. So we'll throw it on when we're playing poker or something. But I don't think I've ever asked you, you know, your thoughts. It's never come up again. Like, Hey Jared, new American pass coming out. Like you ready. I think after that, <laughs> it was just something that was like, yeah, for its time, that was good, but there was no well, need to continue on with the series. Much maybe unlike the characters. I feel like even as juvenile as we have been, I feel like we've probably grown out of that type of uh, movie. I mean, it, you look back at it and it was really funny back when we were 16 and 17 years old, but I like like you guys said about this one. Like I laughed a couple of times, but it's pretty much like not a complete clone of the earlier movies. But I mean, it's the same formulaic uh, of way of going about the movie. Like they get into uh, some hijinks, they try to lie about it, they almost ruin the relationships, they try to have some gross out humor. I mean, it's all the, it checks all the boxes. Now this one might work better, I think, for people. They could skip maybe two and three and just have these two be bookends because I guess if you're going to do the same gags and situations at the very least having the age difference be so dramatic adds a little something to it as opposed to it's like now they're in college, you know, now they're out of college. <laughs> it's, it's that whole, like, uh, that, that different dynamic that you have to have. Otherwise it's just like, I'm watching the same exact movie over and over again. That throws a little bit of a twist into it, but I still don't think it was enough to like, oh, the American Pie uh, franchise is rejuvenated. They're old and disgusting instead of young and disgusting. Like, well, I mean, that's our of, iTunes description, Jared, so don't give it to <laughs> I think to go along with what you're saying, Jared, the, the issue is, you know, that original American Pie movie, and I guess specifically for like, people our age, you know, that generation, it came out at a time when we were old enough that <laughs> the, the idea of sex and um, the story they were telling about sex was just as awkward and funny and, and everything to, to us at that age. Cause we were very much, I mean, uh, we were a year younger than the actual characters when it came out. Yeah. Right there yeah. In that, their peer group. And, and so you're, you're kind of, Right there in that same mindset of like, oh, yes, yeah, sex is funny, you know, and everybody's uh, talking about their endeavors or whatever. So um, the movie is very much in your wheelhouse of, you know, your level of thought at that mm -hmm. at that time. And they kind of they had a good idea because really they allowed the characters to be in those different stages of life. So the people who were, were on board for the original were aging with it and could have very much kind of you know adapted right along with the films but because they kept it as strictly like a sex comedy for each version you get to be this age it's like no sex is no big mystery anymore it's not a big joke uh it's not just crazy awkward shenanigans and so 
at this age, you watch a movie where that's going on, and and you're just kind of like shaking your head, like, uh, okay, idiots. And I mean, there's a set piece where um, at the the party where Stifler took such a great offense, uh, where you have the Jason Biggs and uh, Allison Hangen uh, married couple, who's the, the the plot going through the whole film is them trying to sort of reestablish, I guess the the kink factor that their relationship mm-hmm. clearly started out yeah. with in the first film and uh they you know they bring in like this like sort of bondage get up type thing which is just a visual gag to make jason biggs look foolish right but right. I, i'm with you josh as far as that that may be a bridge too far where it's like i don't know necessarily if adults i mean they clearly could participate in activity but would they do that at a house party with stifler or would they just <laughs> right. get a hotel right. room and be done with it it's a clearly a little more forced because obviously with slasher films or teenage sex comedies, you kind of understand why people are doing risky things because they don't have a home to go back to. So it's like, they're going to take any opportunity. Like, yes, let's go have sex in Stifler's mom's room or whatever. You, you can, mm-hmm. you can go with it here. It just, you, you kind of question. It's like Jason Biggs, would your character really be that stupid? Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> and maybe that goes back to my original question. Maybe they deserve to be laughed at because they're asking for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if you're going to be kind of ridiculous, but still be in the realm of, you know, I guess being somewhat realistic, you could say, OK, maybe they're trying to recapture the magic of their youth by trying to mm-hmm. do it at a party or something. But then why take it that extra step <laughs> of oh, we're going to bring this bondage outfit <laughs> and uh, really liven it up? You know, that's that's where it's just like, OK, step too far. You know, that's it. It went from a possible good joke that could have landed to just being, you know, too silly to even laugh at. I think if they want to bring something like that in, you introduce a character with a ridiculous religion that demands that he only have uh, anal sex with beautiful women. Mm. I, I hear that there's a movie <laughs> that has delved into that area. <laughs> Jared, it comes Excellent. from your own personal collection, right? Yeah, I've, I've tried that uh I've tried that religion a couple of times. Of course I have. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jared was on the receiving end, though. <laughs> Left myself open for that joke. In so many I ways. Say, Wide open. Touche, sir. Very good job. So, as I mentioned, Damsels in Distress earlier, this is going to be our forgotten film. Because it had a very limited release, uh, Jared. Uh, before you go all in on this movie, because you uh, you were sending me and Josh some very angry uh, imagery and videos, which I promptly retweeted to our audience of Hiro of the True Romance Film Podcast yep. for his uh, enjoyment. Enjoy um, Hiro. Also, I'd, your mention for the week. Yeah, of course. So pay us, please, on Patreon. Um, <laughs> The only place you'll get a damsels in distress podcast, I assure you, because if you look at the hashtags, you want to talk about some bondage play. We're in some good company with that tweet in Jared's face. <laughs> we say where we look like the weirdos for being the <laughs> 15 bondage tweets. And then there's my face. There's going to be dudes scrolling through Twitter if that's how they choose to consume their pornography. And they're going to see Jared's very perturbed face next to Greta Gerwig. <laughs> and the scary thing is, Jared, it's going to work for some of those men. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yeah. I never knew this is what I wanted. This <laughs> awakened something. The Nasty Hellcat and Greta Gerwig. So uh, Greta Gerwig here is uh, playing Violet, and she is 
I guess at this uh, extremely sort of liberal arts college, um, the leader of a sort of a pack of mean girls, um, because they, they are, they are very controlling and they have sort of strict guidelines and they seem to be heavily involved in trying to fix other people, primarily in this film, dumb frat boys. Um, (laughs) but I guess the difference is, and what has amused me so much with Jared's anger is that the mean girls here, uh, while overbearing and obnoxious, um, uh, their goals are that dumb people uh, should not be picked on because they're dumb. <laughs> it's a handicap. <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> that they should be taken care of. Uh, that uh, dancing can possibly stop suicide, <laughs> and also that uh, free donuts are something to be heavily valued. So when Jared sent out his his video, and I, I think I'm gonna drop in the audio here just so you can hear his rage and anger. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't follow the uh, bondage porn that we're part of on our Twitter account. What the fuck am I watching? Descent into madness. Yo, this is these characters are maybe obnoxiously light and pleasant, or attempting to be positive. <laughs> and the fact that it it brought such wrath from our co-host Jared <laughs> made me laugh more than anything in an American reunion. My wife got mad at me because I had tears in my eyes, cackling, knowing that Jared was in such pain <laughs> watching Greta Gerwig tap dance, <laughs> trying to save people from killing themselves. Jeez. So it Jared wasn't about to save me. <laughs> go, go ahead and uh, let's air out your, I'm assuming many complaints uh, with this, uh, this uh, just charming little comedy. Charming. Um, well, to preface all of this, I would just like to say that to get an idea of what I think is funny and my idea of comedy, my favorite TV show in the history of television is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So just like damsels in distress. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Very comparable if you want. Uh, no, but it's like, they're so like goody two shoes and like white and, like it's it's the antithesis of everything that I find funny. Like it's physically painful to watch that movie. They're like, oh, donut for the suicidal person. This will cure it. <laughs> I'm not actually suicidal. Pull the donut away. <laughs> like, I, like that. I can't imagine Jared, who to yes. quote to quote the the poster that was hand drawn in their suicidal hotline center. Come on, it ain't that bad. It was. It was <laughs> a movie about platitudes and just is like some elementary school kids version of comedy. Like he doesn't know what colors are. This is hilarious. <laughs> He's running towards a rainbow. Everything's good and right. I, Jared, I think I have to vehemently disagree with you there. The idea of a guy named Thor who doesn't know colors like chasing a rainbow. <laughs> Actually, uh, you're just that, reading it, Jared. Me. If you could just do a live reading of the script, I think I would find this hilarious. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I just I don't know. I didn't find any of it funny. Like literally, and then the 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 cherry on top. Whenever they the last five minutes when she opens with, "All right, everybody, let's do the sambola." I was like, "Fuck, I'm done. I'm done." I, I, I turned the TV off. Shut I up, dude. Walk around. You got up and tr- attempted to do the sambola yourself because it has oh, yeah. it had the steps, you know, subtitled at the bottom to help you out. And that's why Jared's really angry is because. <laughs> Even Thor could do the symbola, but not Jared. <laughs> Jared, for our uh, our bondage porn Twitter account, can you video yourself attempting to do the symbola? Sure, whatever you want to do. That's a Patreon exclusive, Hiro. <laughs> the pain never stops with this movie. I, no, I, I hated it. Hated every second of it. I liked it quite a bit. Now I will come to your defense, uh, Jared. When I was my, my wife uh, likes Greta Gerwig. Um, and has found her like funny before in different different films, but this one I was rewatching it. She had watched it with me, and she was like, "Wait, is that the one where she's in college?" She's like, "No, absolutely not. I'm not watching that. I hated her character. Hated her." And I was that was my first inkling of because I understand this is probably not. I would not push this as a hard comedy to people. Um, this is very much sort of indie spirit type thing. Where for me it was just like, "Oh, this is just pleasant," um, but. My wife hated it, found it annoying, and did not want to spend any time with the character. So I understand where Jared's coming from. I think what I liked about it, and it's kind of what Josh was getting into, is that oftentimes, like in these type of comedies, you like in American Reunion, you have like, oh, this one's the dumb one, and then you have like, you know, Jason Biggs, who's like, <laughs> he's still participating in the some same dumb activities, but he's smarter than Stifler. Like he, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's clearly the film saying this guy's better than that guy even though he's just as much of a pervert and will go to right. great lengths to have sex and embarrass themselves here. I feel like the Greta Gerwig character is sort of portrayed as just as much of an idiot as the frat guys. Mm-hmm. Like they're oftentimes they think that they're like, they try to correct people on something. I guess the, the Annalie Tipton character is the, the new member of their little group and she'll say something and they'll try to correct her being at saying like a wrong mispronouncing something or just not having that information on him, but they keep acting like they have the answers. And I actually thought that was different kind of choice to have the women be just as dumb as the men here. Cause that's not something that you see in American reunion. I'm just saying it's a little more progressive, Jared, by, you know, <laughs> putting women in their place. Hey everybody, let's do this <laughs> Wow. That'll go over very <laughs> well. We're on a hot streak with these episodes. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to establish what sober cinema is. <laughs> we're carving out our little corner of hate on the internet, and it's very competitive. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why we're into bondage <laughs> tweets now. <laughs> Josh, I have no idea where you're coming from because I don't. I can't tell if you're just you know if you're propping this film up just to agitate Jared because I know it's like your great <laughs> national pastime, uh, or maybe you you actually dug it. But I, I will say that I, I've enjoyed it. I've seen it a few times, and I do find it amusing because it is a film primarily about stupid people everyone except maybe Annalie Tipton <clears throat> so I got Jared's uh text message with his rage video before I had even started watching the film and I kind of you know I took that as a precursor like oh okay so this isn't gonna be a very good movie and uh started watching it and I was hating it the first five minutes I was like oh this is gonna be rough I, I this is I can see Jared's rage already I understand but I persevered and just kept watching, you know, and I tell you, what, it, it sucked me in somehow. I don't I don't know. 
Such is the power where... of sober cinema. Look at this. Look at this. Bringing yeah. damsels in distress to a man who was hate watching it for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't know. I don't know where it turned. I guess when I realized that at first it just came off very, I almost want to say fake. That's not quite the right word. Um, it almost seemed forced. Like these characters were being unique just for the sake of being that way. But then the more you watch them and the more you hear them talk and the more you hear like their backstories and stuff, you're like, okay, so these are zany characters, but not quite in the way that I thought they were, you know, there's more to them than it's just the writer wrote them that way, just to write them that way. You know, there, there, there is more, more to them. And kind of going back to what you were saying, like the fact that, yeah, they're kind of mean girls, but they're also like the nice girls because it's, I don't think they're intentionally trying to be judgmental. It's just, they're blatantly honest. And at the same time, they're honest with themselves. Like, Violet uh, gets corrected by Leslie about, uh, you know, things. And she's like, no, you, you you are right. I was putting myself in too high regards. I'll keep that in mind from now on. I'll work on that. And there's something about talking like that, that it's so outlandish because nobody does it, that there is a dry humor in that. But it's also kind of sweet. You're like, these are actually pleasant people as, as well, Jared might disagree with that. But like, uh, I don't like pleasant people. <laughs> apparently not. I do think it's it's probably a little off-putting because that dry humor you're talking about, Josh, uh, that usually comes from like the biggest smartass in the room who's like icy cold and like has the best jabs to other people. But to have that almost robotic reaction to things, like, yes, right. you were correct that way. Uh, we don't usually see it coming from people that are interested in starting a dance craze or helping out their fellow man. It, it is a weird combination we find in these characters. Oh, oh yeah, there's all kinds of weirdness and, and i i could get it i couldn't get that it's probably weird and you know <laughs> zany overload for some for some viewers and i, I wouldn't begrudge yeah, that but uh for myself I, I i found myself buying into it uh it was it was turning into a fun ride uh I actually started caring about the characters especially violet's character i was like you know what i don't want to see her be suicidal. I don't want to see her have to tap dance to Thank find God happiness. she finds that soap. Right, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. God, so stupid. <laughs> so unbelievably stupid. <laughs> I was going to kill myself, but I'm so zany. I found some soap that changed my mind. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, God. Hate it. Hate it. You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the ultimate film tour thing, Jerry, and be like, I I don't I don't believe you. I think I think you're gonna come back to this. You're gonna come back a year from now. We're gonna do it. You're wrong. Your opinion's wrong. Whenever you watch this movie again, we'll see. I'll be right. We'll do an annual damsels in distress episode on sober cinema throughout the years. We'll see how Jared's uh you know, reaction changes to Violet yeah. and her right cause. Before I go go to get my blood pressure taken to my blood work at the doctor so it can spike and get me on some uh, medication. Are you saying, uh, so damsels in distress sits at one end of the spectrum and the red turtle at the other for you as far as <laughs> your yeah, well-being. Go, yeah, as far as, as relative extremes and uh, for what we've done for the show, I need to watch the red turtle immediately <laughs> after watching Castles in Distress. <laughs> immediately. Red turtle stat. Let me ask you a question, Jared. Uh, are you, do you like Wes Anderson movies? Cause I would, that would be the closest one to one I could say to I people. Agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess I guess so. Um, I see what you're doing. I see where you're going. No, because I I know that there's some Wes Anderson. Some people just like outright despise that style, and I can't really argue against it because I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, and it's absurd. But I I felt like that. I mean, this one's still different. I, so I understand if you like one and not the other, but. Uh, I would say if someone's like a huge Wes Anderson fan, that would be, I would suggest this one and be like, well, well you have a higher uh, likelihood of enjoying Damsels in Distress. I can't say I'm a huge Wes Anderson okay. fan. I, I've not watched all of his films, but I do find something charming about that, whereas I don't find Damsels in Distress charming. So uh, maybe there's something there that uh, to dig into as far as like, I don't know, it's just something about the, the uh, the frivolous nature of how they were talking and what they were talking about like it just started it started to get, give me the shakes already and then they're just so <laughs> so sugary sweet like of the characters like I, I I thought about this when we I was watching it's like you know growing up in the environment that we have like we're I don't want to brag but we're like uh, fucking Sparta the way we've dealt with each other like our our skin is thick like. <laughs> lightning reaction like calling each other slurs or awful names or making fun of somebody even just for showing like uh, the smallest sliver of kindness or like <laughs> like it's pounced on like you, you don't want to <laughs> especially it's it, it's it's gotten a lot faster now that we have these iMessage threads but yeah then you watch a movie like this like i can't turn it off like i just <laughs> like you to be too nice you're not you're not real friends it's well I'll, I'll open myself up to criticism did you how much were you questioning me or did you because <laughs> josh has accused me of playing the uh the the sort of evil the villain from mystery science theater 3000 where i'm just throwing stuff <laughs> out there to, like let's see what i can make them sit through did you <laughs> did you have any idea in your head that i actually enjoyed this movie or did what did you think this was just some sort of vengeance to where I'm, I'm on with sober cinema I was I was confused. I, I did kind of get the mystery science theater vibe this week. Um, that's that's the sort of the secondary uh, entertainment value for you. I, I feel like sometimes whenever you and you got it this week, whenever <laughs> I sent all those things through the uh, text messages, like yes, he hates it. Yes, he's getting angry. It's working. I think that. Um... <clears throat> the closest you come to, and maybe this is the biggest distinction between this and like a Wes Anderson movie is, uh, Violet would probably be more like the Aubrey Plaza character who I think has one or two scenes and that mm -hmm. she would be sharp, quick witted, but she would come from a jaded perspective. Uh, and also Wes Anderson tends to go bigger. I, I think that the attempt here is that this happens in yeah. some sort of real world. Whereas yeah. in a Wes Anderson movie, you know, you have like, you know, knife fights and lightning storms and, <laughs> you know, Moonrise Kingdom, they're like shooting like arrows at each other. And, uh, even something like Rushmore, you know, the, the links that Bill Murray, uh, goes to, to fight this kid over the same woman. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. think it's an attempt to be reality in his, his movies. Yeah, I just I don't think they actually went big enough with it. I think if it would have been more absurd, I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree with that uh, um, that thought that line of thought. Like if it would have just been more over the top, I probably actually would have liked it. I can deal with you know the sugary sweet if it's like really over the top. And I, so just, you're I saying you wanted Thor to chase the rainbow and then get hit by a truck or something and die? That would have been perfect. <laughs> I would have laughed heartily. <laughs> As long as they don't touch Greta Gerwig. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm throw it back to Josh um, because he's the he's the man, maybe the only man on this planet. I think I can say this safely that 
uh, was not as high on Lady Bird, which is universally adored, but is going to come to bat for Damsels in Distress. Like, now this, this is the movie that should have made her famous. You'll appreciate the fact that I had that thought as I was, <laughs> as I was watching the movie and realizing how much I was enjoying it. I was like, I like this way more than Lady Bird. <laughs> she needs to stick to this 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 genre here. This will get that Oscar. Uh, I, see, I've got a program Lady Bird now, just so we can continue the damsels in distress discussion with Jared. Like, yeah, yeah, Lady Bird. So it's the anniversary of that. But let's go back to damsels in distress. Let's really dig deep into that no, one. Please, no, <laughs> anything but that. No. So the only thing I can think of as far as like a shared uh, theme here, since they're clearly you're looking at uh, a college age group of young women and then uh, these grown men who uh, are still acting. Well, they're not even acting like they're in college. Probably they're acting like they're still in high school. Um, is there seems to be this idea of standards as far as where people should be and where they sh- they each should be. Like, I mean, that's. That's stated by uh, Violet sort of explicitly uh, talking about sort of like the, the low standards that, you know, their community has. Usually it's like hygiene related. That seems to be a big thing with these women. Um, and then when we talked about American Pie Reunion, it's all the characters are reflecting at where they thought they were going to be and where they actually are. And if they can come to terms with that, if they're truly happy. So I guess uh, my question to both of you um, <laughs> we'll we'll start with Josh because I, I want Jared to get work himself into a lather based on Josh's answer. <laughs> is, oh. you know, uh, which one? Do you, which presentation of this idea do you like better? Which you know the very broad American Pie, which does attempt to be earnest and attempt to have these sort of emotional beats with these characters that we've known for thirteen years on film, <laughs> or these weird robotic <laughs> Mean Girls that like soap and dancing. Which version <laughs> do you like more? Oh, I like the robotic Mean Girls with the soap and dancing. It, you know, I don't know that either movie really drives that point home in a spectacular way. Uh, I don't even think that Damsels in Dread, uh, I'm sorry, Damsels in Distress has uh, a real deep um, story or or meaning that it's trying to convey. I think it's just an attempt at really. <laughs> absurd dry humor and uh that works for me so i'll take my i'll take my little min- miniature lesson in the form of that uh i, I again american wedding it, it was fine uh like you said it probably would have worked better if there had been uh no other sequels if this had just been like the only time we had come back to them after that but yeah as far as you know either one of them really uh, pushing that lesson home or, or, or diving into that theme. I, uh, I don't, I don't think either one really successfully makes me ponder upon <laughs> life in a deeper fashion. Oh, I, I know damsels and distressed it for Jared. It may have been in a totally <laughs> negative way, but <laughs> made me uh, reevaluate where I was in life and why I'm doing a podcast where I'm throwing <laughs> things and uh, cursing loudly while watching. <laughs> Credit Kirkwig. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take the five minutes of uh, vapid uh, self reflection in American Reunion that really didn't amount to much of anything. Stifler reflects for about fifteen seconds before he threatens to slap his boss with his cock. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take that, and you'll take it. <laughs> At Sober Cinema with all of our bondage tweets as Jared <laughs> threatens to slap you with his cock. 
if you like Greta Gerwig and dancing. <laughs> Jared, have you watched Lady Bird? No, I've not watched it. Are, are you going to watch it now? I will now, just to uh, comment, oh. uh, commentate on it. I thought I'd get the opposite reaction. I thought I'd get like no, spit I'll, I'll, at the camera. No, no, I want to. I want to have a positive experience. I actually think Jared will mm-hmm. like Lady Bird. Um, personally, I don't know why. That's my. If I had to place a bet, I would say Jared's going to come by enthusiastically. But then I was, I was totally wrong on the Red Turtle. I was like, man, he is going to be cussing about this. And then he comes back and talks about it as like a transformative experience. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets into the Zen state with it. <laughs> it was a very calming movie. All right. So with this very strange pairing, Nasty Hellcat, uh, what were the, uh, the numbers critically and financially for American Reunion and Damsels in Distress? American Reunion had a 44% from critics, a $50 million budget, and $235 million gross worldwide. Damsels in Distress was 75% from uh, critics, but fared not as well. $3 million budget and only $1 million uh, USA gross. I think the only thing I expressed surprise there uh, is that uh, American Reunion did that much worldwide. Box office. I, <laughs> I would it made have, its budget back completely in the USA, and then somehow I didn't even know that it had that much of a market. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen American Pie. You're talking about something that's you know sh- strictly American. Mm-hmm. You know what we experience. Well, what we. Uh, I I'd say I'd say the the <laughs> the rest of the world realizes that it's the Americans that provide the uh, silly, ignorant sex comedies that. I thought you were going to go a far more offensive and uh, patriotic Mm -hmm. way there. (laughs) The rest of the world knows that (laughs) if they want fine entertainment, they come to America for American pie. (laughs) No, I mean, well, I mean, Hollywood is the center of that. But um, when it comes to, I guess, them getting some of their pervy jollies, (laughs) they probably keep an eye out for the American pie sequels. Or they they can just go to our Twitter account at Sober Cinema. (laughs) Yeah, if you follow some of our hashtags, just get your fill of everything. Yes. Uh, Please send us more that we can retweet of uh, you doing the Sambola. That goes for you, Hyro. Disgusting. Hey, by the way, you guys had Mandy Moore in here. She is an angel of all angels. I don't know if you guys saw American Dreams that her and I did together, uh, where I too sing, hopefully better here than I did there. That was acting. This may be slight singing, but she is just a dream come true. You should hire her on the spot. She's amazing. Anyway, that's my own personal I love Mandy Moore scenario. Let's go, shall we? Before I embarrass myself further. <laughs> All right, here we go. I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every man that I see is a potential threat. And I'm possessive, it isn't nice. You heard me saying that smoking was my only vice. isn't true now everything is new 
and all I've learned has overturned. I beg of you. Was like shooting a sitting duck. A little small tuck, a smile, and baby, I was stuck. I still don't know what you've done with me. A grown-up woman should never fall so easily. I feel a kind of fear when I don't have you near. Unsatisfied, I skip my pride. I beg you, dear, don't go wasting your emotion. Lay all your love on me. Don't go sharing your.